so welcome to the 12th episode of Curse with Good Ideas. A couple of episodes ago, we were in Wuhan and we were talking to uh, Ge Yulu, the artist. And I think when we recorded that episode, Wuhan was not in the news yet. But as all listeners probably know, now Wuhan is in, uh, in the middle of a epidemic, not yet pandemic, but still. I think it's been going on for more than a month, but officially recognized in uh, two or three weeks. And uh, we, we didn't plan to record this episode, but because uh, a couple of our members and guests uh, are from Wuhan and are actually stuck in Wuhan. And also uh, Clement, who's with us today, has, has been living in Wuhan for, what, four years? Yeah, so now, now he lives in France, but you're, you're pretty attached to the city. So since Dino is in Wuhan and uh, Jian Chao is in Wuhan, so we thought it would be interesting to listen to how they're doing what's up with the city, how are they holding up, and uh, what they've seen happening around them. How, what, what's what's going on there today? Well, in my personal life, uh, probably not yeah. much. Uh, you're, you're stuck at home, right? You, you're self-quarantined. Yeah, I've been in self-isolation for two weeks, exactly two weeks, and... Um, been okay. well i was i was panicking uh at the a bit of panicking at the beginning of the first week or like three or four days because uh i did went to a very crowded space on the 20th mm-hmm. of um uh, january yeah and um um so i was worried that i might i might caught the virus on that yeah. day when i was out but yeah. yeah, being 14 days, that's sort of the official probably, incubation. Probably, clean. probably in the clear, probably in the clear. But, uh, you know, the yeah. city is not clear. So uh, if I go yeah, out sure. now, uh, I might still catch it. Very high probability that I will. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I have to stay inside and be safe. That's the sort of the general. Inf- are you? Yeah. Are you staying with your family? Like yeah, yeah. Uh, with my mom. Stuck at home or they go out? Okay. Uh, well... It's funny that before the city lockdown, uh, yeah. about three days before the city lockdown, I already sort of I I knew the sort of how serious the problem I mean the the plague was, so I started <laughs> quarantining myself at that point already, like three days mm-hmm. before the city lockdown, and um, my yeah. parents were not realizing how serious it was, and they were still having a straw right. at night. They wanted to go outside. They well, I mean, old people they can't stay inside for a long period of time it's yeah you can stay inside forever i mean i mean i can how did you how did you get stuck there because i think you were not planning to be there yeah 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 i was going out but um you know my flight was uh, a day after the lockdown so yeah it was very unfortunate oh okay so and and also to think of it because i didn't plan to go outside of china so even if I went to other parts of China, I would still be severely yeah. discriminated, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've, right. I've heard so maybe it's better that you stayed in Wuhan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's better to stay at home. There's a bit, at least there's a bit of comfort of home. There's enough food and stuff. At least you don't, you're not in sort of, you're not going to like really become homeless. I mean, I've just heard yeah, a story yeah, just yeah. now, just like half an hour ago. I had a friend. Who got stranded in Guangzhou? Yeah. He, he's work. He was working in Guangzhou, so he rented the apartment. He was he was not allowed into his own apartment. They are quarantined well, because space. he's from Wuhan, or because they blocked. Because they he has a residency card says that he's from Wuhan, 
and um, right. the local Xiaochu basically told him he need the proof from the medical, from like hospital or whatever, or some, I don't know, community stuff, community um, center or something that he's not sick. He need the, uh, he need That's the crazy. letter of proof uh, uh, or letter of clearance in order to get in his own apartment. So uh, uh, last night, like internal racism. Yeah, he was stranded outside, so he was wandering around to try to get a room in a hotel. He tried like fifteen hotels, none of them, none of them were willing to well, accept course, him. Yeah. So uh, he was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna sleep on the street." <laughs> Shit. So, so yeah, it was rough. Um, um, he he's not sick. I mean, so at yeah, least it's for probably now, really yeah. better that you're be- that you're stuck in Wuhan rather than being like discriminated all across China. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter where, where I go, if, as long as you have, like... I mean, it's not just about the ID or your numbers played on your card, on your card, but mm-hmm. also even your accent, you get discriminated. Um, um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty bad, but, you know, you know, you can understand as well, like, the panic, the level of panic people have, and because uh, the city, the state of the city is really bad, um, mm. a lot of people are infected, and a lot of people desperate yeah. to get out to get treatment and stuff. Yeah, I mean, what... what Shit. Uh, let's move on to, I mean, the sort of general situation. Yeah, yeah let's... Let's, uh, let's hear from Jin Chao. Um, yeah, so I got back to Wuhan at the night of 10th January, I think, from yeah. Vietnam. And well, oh, as okay. well, I remember that like, when I was in Ho Chi Minh City Airport, yeah. there were actually quite a few people that they were wearing masks. I mm. mean, they're taking the flight back to Wuhan. So I don't know, uh, I, I don't know whether they are like Chinese or Vietnamese, or but at least I got that some of them are informed that uh, there is kind of like SARS-like uh, mm. disease in Wuhan right now. But like after I got back Wuhan, I have been wearing masks every day. But yeah, before the lockdown, not many people were re- really wearing, wearing masks. masks. Yeah. And when, uh, uh, when did you go back? Was it the end of January as well or before no, that? No, uh, 10th January. 10th, okay. 10th. Yeah, okay. 10th. Yeah. So I stayed in Wuhan for like over two weeks before mm. lockdown. So. Mm. Sometimes I I was wearing and like N95 that yeah. kind of like more looks like more professional uh, mask yeah. on the tube or on the bus. Like people will just stare at you like, what's wrong with you? Why do you need this mask? Or like, but now that, like everybody is kind of yeah, everybody knows and looking yeah. for this as well. Yeah, that was like quite a dramatic change mm. to be fair. How's your family? Is your family in Wuhan as well? Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. I'm living with my mom, and uh, okay. my mom's living alone. So, we are both fine, I think, and uh, she's not that freaking out. But my dad worrying about the situation every mm. day. And uh, actually, after the day of uh, lockdown, he asked me that uh, if I wanna get out of Wuhan with him secretly. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, and I refused. And uh, I advised him not to do this because, I mean, he might be infected as well. So yeah. I don't think, like, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sounds crazy. And then, again, regardless, after you leave, wherever you go, people are going to know you're from Wuhan. So yeah, yeah exactly. not that great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, because, even if we uh, yeah. got out of uh, Wuhan, we will still be locked inside Hubei province. And yeah. uh, 
to be realistic. It's not so much better. It's not so much better. Yeah, it's not so much better outside the city. It's probably even worse. How's that? Do you have any friend who's been like in hospital or thought they were infected or? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and like they managed to get like visited or uh, diagnosed. So uh, I know two cases. Uh, one case mm -hmm. is some um, this friend of mine. Uh, she's Australian. I mean, technically, she's Australian. She has Australian passport. Parents are in the city. So mm. at the beginning, it was uh, his mom. Uh, her mom had was having a bit of a fever, so mm. she freaked out. She wanted to go to the hospital and uh, confirm that uh, she was not sick and. Uh, By that stage, the speculation, I mean, I mean, her speculation was that uh, her mom probably was just having a cold, a common cold. It right. wasn't that severe. Then what happened was the hospital's line was so long. They waited uh, eight hours. That was, uh, mm. that was a few days after the lockdown. The hospital was uh, really uh, crowded and was in a really mm. bad situation. So they... They did still go there to queue for eight hours, and uh, during that eight hours, about two hours, uh, her dad didn't wear a mask because they ran out. And right. uh, after they went home, um, they she wasn't diagnosed uh, because they ran out of the test and um, oh, the test kit, yeah, yeah, um, that wasn't enough. And um, the doctor did basically told them to go home and uh, quarantine yourself. And this is the medicine, take mm. them, and stuff basically. Uh, they went home and uh, her father started feeling sick, started feeling sick and started uh, 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 diarrhea and then fever. And then a few days later, her father ended up in the ICU. So, wow, shit. Yeah, so that was confirmed case. Um, that was uh, pretty fucked up. Uh, and that's why uh, I've been telling people that If you are just feeling sick, I mean, like, if you know you're not that sick, I mean, if you actually caught the virus, you would know it's really, really bad. I mean, for yeah. most people, especially for older people, it's very, very bad. You can't even breathe, you yeah. know, it's not a common cold. Yeah, yeah. But that's, I think that the point is that you don't know for like two weeks. Then when you know, you're sure. But like in those two weeks, you can actually transmit to other people. So Yeah, that's why you lock yourself in your... I mean, that's one. The other thing is that because there's not enough test kit and a hospital is yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, too crowded. It's just the, the chances to get infected uh, in the hospital is too high. And uh, but, you know, mm. at, at the beginning, especially in the first few days of lockdown, a lot of people are not aware of this. They still wanted to go to hospital. Yeah. I mean, that people I mean, if you look at the news, some of the news said uh, 80 Like 80% of the people who got the test kit, who got tested, are tested positive. But, you know, mm. there's still 20% of people. But who, it was not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could also get infected after you just waiting sure, in the line sure. for like eight hours because the hospital was so crowded. If you look at all, I mean, I, I, I'm sure most people have seen all the videos of, I mean, the situation in the hospitals. I mean, I don't know much more than, I mean, People have seen all these videos online. I mean, I've seen them, but you know, most people have seen them. So I guess it's just right. That's a common problem, right? Like it's the common thing of like when these things happen. If you say don't go to the hospital because I mean, a lot of people with just a common cold or flu will show up to make sure that they're not infected, but then they get infected in the hospital. Yeah. So that's probably why in the beginning they try to say it's okay and just you know if you're very serious come to the hospital. 
but then I guess in China there's also an issue of trust. So if if the government says don't go to the hospital, then everybody will go. <laughs> so that's probably why it also increased the contagion at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's I'm not even talking about like in December. I'm just talking about in January、mm-hmm. the situation, especially after mid-January.、Yeah. It's uh, uh, just been worse, especially、uh, at the hospitals. But outside hospitals, I would say people are relatively fine. When, I mean, especially the、mm-hmm. people who are healthy and、uh, have stayed inside for after since the lockdown. Sure, Clement, do you do you still、uh, are you still in touch with people in Wuhan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have, I have like friends there, and、um, yeah, they report pretty much the same situation. I、mm-hmm. mean, they were telling me the same. Yeah, I think also in. in You know, it's like the diagnostic. Even in in China, if people go to hospital even for basic diagnostics, so like there's a lot of people going for different reasons, and then you will end up like super crowded、yeah. with all the people going from the from the test.、Uh, also, you know, because it's the flu season at the same time, so、right. so it's very very confusing. I was in Qingdao last week,、yeah. and then it was the same. Everybody got very much the flu. Even here in France, I got back in. To France on last Monday, and here everybody is coughing and you know having like colds and because it's February, so、yeah. it's pretty normal. But then it it creates a, this big confusion. I think you you don't really know. Even my baby got fever and then he was very. We were like all fucked because we were in in Shenzhen just before, so like lots of people from Wuhan, of course, and stuff. We didn't really know really, but、right. just the baby got fever and the the week just after、uh, in the week where Wuhan was closed was really like. Everybody was freaking out, and even social media was super,、um, yeah, panicking, and everybody was panicking basically. So、But、when you were in Qingdao, th- it was already a big. Everybody knew, right? It was a pretty big、uh, issue already. Yeah, but like you said, I think a few days before Wuhan was closed, it was starting to be really big,、mm. and then you know there were news, and you know friends in Wuhan were saying, "Yeah, okay,、uh, there's this stuff," and you know videos circulating and stuff. And then、yeah. they, I think government like had to react, so they just closed the city. Yeah, which. Was one reaction, and not only Wuhan, but like lots of different cities as well in Hubei.、Yeah. So there's like I don't know today, but, but there's many cities and roads, highways, and airports, and you know lots of. But Qingdao the, the, didn't、yeah. have a lot of cases, right? Qingdao was pretty safe in that sense. I mean, it was fine, but it's just the city was empty. Yeah, you know, it's just even the plane. We took a plane back. There were like twenty, I mean, like fifty people yeah, maybe in、sure. the plane. Yeah, and the plane is like for three hundred, so it was like. It was, you know, it was impossible to get inside in the city, so、mm-hmm. people couldn't get to the airport because the, you know, you had like a fever check, I mean temperature、wow. check at the, at,、right. on all the highways, and you know, people just stopped traveling. They just canceled all the plans, and and also it was a direct flight to Paris, so you know, lots of people were coming from Shanghai, but Shanghai also had even,、uh, you know, tougher yeah、uh, measures at the entrance and measures and stuff. So,、uh, but I think it was, of course, the, the epicenter was in Wuhan, the, the cases, but the the panic was all over China,、mm-hmm. and I still, you know, know it's getting better because there's more information, also data, but the, you know what it is and how it spreads, and you know there have been lots of work. It's、uh, yeah, everybody, and also of course everybody online, you know, just like posting, talking, so it grows and. You know, it's something you cannot see sickness, but it's very real. Yeah. So and yes, I have friends from Wuhan. That, of course, we're telling me that all the numbers were fake, and you know, just like some people died, and some people, like especially elderly people, like had fever for like ten days, and they didn't really know.、Mm-hmm. Then it just wears out like a few days ago, and then so good apparently. So you don't really, you know, and people don't, didn't want to go to the hospital because they know it would be worse. Yeah. So it's all very complicated. And you know, I, I'm 
Yeah, and so now we're back in France and we are staying home for like two weeks because <laughs> just to make I think sure. anyways, yeah, yeah. Anyways, nobody want to meet us. <laughs> so, so like, you know, just like, just like, oh, you're back, cool. <laughs> but like, yeah, it makes sense. But I mean, we got like overwhelming number of people also asking, you know, news and stuff because it was reported uh, everywhere. And even here in France, people were like, you know, getting paranoid and stuff. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Which doesn't really make sense because I mean, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really. But it's just like this big media machine as well that started and you know reporting 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 so people getting more anxious about what's going to happen and you know so but yeah we so we still know we're in france and it's still weird because we still got the you know the news from china that are not not good i mean actually better than a week ago but i think still you know pretty scary and then here is like everybody everything is like normal mm, but we are like sure. you know in one room like locked with the family <laughs> so it's a bit weird but it's okay we are with friends we have no problem but like yeah, the news from Wuhan are, yeah, they're pretty scary as well. I think it's, it's especially for, I mean, reading the scientific papers, it's, most people say it's especially like, you know, people over 60 that are really, yeah, yeah. they're like stressed. I mean, it's very dangerous, like pretty much like the flu, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And the problem is the, what the main risk is if it becomes seasonal, right? If the virus spreads, yeah, exactly. then, yeah, then come back every year and new sickness like flu. Well, so it was pretty, you know, one other thing I think that was super scary was the reaction of people. I mean, you, you mentioned against Wuhanese in, in China, and it was pretty much the same against Chinese in the world, I guess. Yeah, you know, yes. pretty strong, yeah. like, like anti-China rhetoric starting like with people, yeah, and you know, people like still very scared, you know, but like any Asian people in, in the streets, you know. And so that also created some more, you know, complicated, I don't know, talks and, and you know, uh, atmosphere because, you know, you you may expect solidarity. And, and as I saw, um, you know, I, I knew Wuhan from like 10 years ago and, you know, lots of people there and friends and it was a place I really like. It is a place I really like. I mean, but like, you know, seeing who people were talking about the place and stuff is like really. So I have a question for you guys in Wuhan. It's like, why, what do you what do you do it during the day, <laughs> during, you know, to spend the time? Because here, I mean, France, we're in the room with the baby. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So what, are you going online or playing games? Or what's the day like? Yeah, I, uh, it's basically online. Life is always basically online. Um, actually, before this uh, virus thing, I like my daily life in Wuhan is probably just browsing websites in the daytime and uh in the evening probably just hanging out with dino like having some alcohol or something like that but <laughs> yeah these days probably at home using like computer and um, playing games with friends i was just i, I was just playing rich man have you heard of this like board game it's cool. a pretty like chinese game that it's nice uh, it's still yeah, it's by nice. a yeah. taiwanese uh, taiwanese developer what's the name yeah, yeah. uh yeah, you must have heard of it, right? Yeah. No, no, I never heard of this. It's a popular. It it's a popular um, Chinese board game. Yeah. Okay. Is it from Taiwan? I think I don't know. It's a bit and, like um, Monopoly. Yeah, it's from okay, Taiwan. Okay. It's from Taiwan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was actually just playing this before this um, podcast thing with cool. my friend. That's mm. basically every day. Because yeah. yeah. the main thing uh, I don't know, like in in the media, is all like ah, oh, people cannot buy food and like everybody's buying everything and supermarkets are empty but how are you doing like are the restaurants still open or 
Do you get food at home? Um, I think for me, uh, I think for me, the supermarkets are quite well prepared. Um, okay. As long as I went to that kind of like convenience store, that Lawson, yeah. that kind of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that kind of chain store. Uh, every time I went there, it was pretty well prepared. But it might be because uh, the, the the area I live is yeah. not that most infected. Right. It's kind of like not the not like Dino's area that mm-hmm. you can ask him. I think yeah. Yeah, well, well, so you live in a very distant place, right? No, like you live in a, a no? Wuhan, like uh, Wuhan is less infected, yeah. Because uh, oh, okay. the virus didn't start there, the outbreak didn't start there. And, yeah. uh, and uh, he lives next to the provincial government, so it's relatively safe for that, I guess. I mean, okay. <laughs> they would at least protect themselves, right? <laughs> yeah. How's your area instead? Like, uh, is it near the mark? Are you near the market? The or? wet market, yes, yeah, like two kilometers yeah. <laughs> from the wet market. It's pretty fucked. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so, so every day I hear like grim news of a nearby shelter got uh, quarantined. Like, uh, hmm. uh, people in the uh, hazard suits went in and uh, collected stuff, and I don't know, buddy. I mean bags of bodies i don't know i don't know what's going on but uh you know he got photos circulated online even though that place i know that's probably just 500 meters away from me but i wouldn't be able to go there right that i i know that there's something wrong obviously with the area um a lot Mm -hmm. of people i mean one of the thing one of the main feature about these residential areas there's there's uh, it's a very old residential area um yeah my building is relatively new in the old residential area and um so as you already know the the virus is very detrimental to um to um very um proved to to very deadly to um towards older people and uh you know there's there's a community of uh, people over 67 years old here most people maybe even 80 years old like that's that's the situation in a lot of um the older shaochi here so Mm -hmm. and um they they usually don't wear masks and a lot of them are not living with their kids and uh they're living by themselves um it's just very difficult to take care of yourself you're sick and uh, now given the situation in hospitals that's even worse so yeah. Obviously, there will be casualties, especially in these sort of areas. Um, I mean, even without the virus, I would say with a common flu, once the every winter it would hit these communities really hard. Anyway, sure, yeah. uh, regardless of the virus, but it's just, just obviously this is very bad uh, because it's very like sort of like concentrated outbreak. So mm-hmm. um, there is there was a ranking of the most dangerous areas in a city um areas ranked number one so um yeah that's uh that's probably where a lot of these uh, casualties of older people are reported um Hmm. um but uh in terms of um my situation and my family they uh none of my families or extended family reported sick so that's good and right. um the situation in terms of food uh, for us is all right because uh uh i uh i um urged uh, my mom to shop three days before the lockdown mm. i think a day or two days before the lockdown they closed all the wet market 
not just the not just those those ones sell seafood but also like the normal ones that sell vegetables the clothes everything so obviously can still buy vegetables but mostly from uh, uh supermarket so uh we did some emergency emergency shopping got enough food for like two weeks uh still holding up fine and um there are also some food trucks coming near uh, the shelter and then uh, you can still go down and buy some vegetables when they drive by uh, that's i think by the uh the volunteers they had some truck drivers driving around with some food and uh, fresh food and stuff so you can still buy stuff i mean th- there's uh in terms of medical supply it's very bad uh food wise it's it's fine but the uh, medical supply is very bad um across the city and i i, I don't think anybody can still buy mask by by now it's, it's almost impossible mm. and um um not just uh uh mask i think even uh vitamin vitamin c are sold out like those tablets uh they're sold out as well so I um, mean anything that that is probably usually associated with a common flu uh, antivirus uh, or even even antibiotics uh, they all sold out. I don't know if that situation will improve or not likely not likely uh because uh, I mean there's still a lot of people sick in the city and um there's just a lot of tragedies going on every day. Uh, one of the things I think um maybe I think Digo go can share this I think one of the things I really want to talk about is basically being extremely online uh mm, that that yeah. it's a, it's an issue i think a lot of people have reported it and um i'm just going to talk about it from several angles so firstly yeah. uh as the various videos are circulated online there's so many videos and obviously a lot of them are taken out of context a lot of them are probably true and um obviously they're already uh censoring a lot of this sort of stuff already obviously they are well some of them you know you never know but still you know that that the people are less likely to share these sort of videos now but last week it was very common like that's all you do like every day just sit on your bed and watch all these videos because you get a video sent to you every 5 minutes one of the things i sure. realized during this last week is that almost anyone who sent me a video i most likely have already watched it because you mean you already watched it or because yeah because i watched the same video me like what you say you wake up at night in the morning then you get a barrage yeah. of messages from everyone from all the WeChat groups or from families or yeah. whatever they send you videos and and um obviously later on there will be another video sent to you not just videos of right, like atrocity or people dying or whatever or the hospitals and but also like videos of just people bored getting bored or just funny videos uh jokes memes whatever and all this stuff sure. they send to you every day you consume them at a sort of really condensed uh, period of time uh, it's a very uh, well it's very chaotic because it's Im- impossible to manage it because everything is about the virus everything is about the plague whether it's a funny video or it's a very sad video you get because that's why you constantly seeing the same stuff because you know mm. people assume you haven't seen it but but the most likely you have so you just constantly seeing stuff being posted again and again um it's just very tired so this is uh, happening like more than normal because everybody's at home and uh feel the need to like share yeah it's very because like, it's more than usual yeah yeah because you you don't check like for example if you're at work you wouldn't check your, vid- your your phone almost every single minute right yeah i mean 
you yeah. don't you wouldn't be that online but now given the situation especially the people in the city but as i've heard from other friends who are in beijing or other provinces they are in a sort of similar situation because also they're told not、mm. to go outside so they're just seeing all these videos about the city and i mean whether they want to show solidarity or they want to、um, get mad at me or the city they would send me these videos they would talk about it and it's very exhausting、mm. because um you know um After a while, because uh, uh, obviously all these years of field work, I've accumulated a lot of informants and friends all over the country, and they know I'm in the city. I mean, I haven't told anyone actually.、Yeah. I haven't really,、uh, like, in a sort of, like, especially,、uh, I haven't really, I didn't really want to make an announcement. Oh, I'm stuck in the city and the sort of things. I didn't tell anyone, but you know, some people ask and, and, If I tell them I am in the city, they will freak out. Especially、uh, right. a lot of my friends in Australia just freak out like, what the fuck? I would totally freak out. I mean, you've seen that video. I mean, that not video, like、uh, that WeChat post about that、uh, American girl, Flora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would imagine most, like, most, most expats, especially、uh, younger ones who haven't. They would probably freak out in these sort of situations.、Uh, yeah. It's, it's very bad. I mean, I freaked out for, for a little bit as well, but you know, like you realize that、um, we have to deal with it. I mean, I mean that there are people in worse situations. So,、uh, but also, yeah, for, I can't really say anything for the people in hospitals where people are actually sick, and, and、um, that's, that's really grim. But for the people who are not,、mm-hmm. who are staying at home, I think、uh, information overload and、um, the sort of emotional drain from being constantly online is very common. You, it, it's sort of like an emotional roller coaster with all these videos. Since some of the videos. Yeah, like, and you,、uh, you never know like, if it, which ones are true, which ones are exaggerated, or yeah, fake yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, not just that, that's actually the lesser problems like, in terms of、mm. videos being fake or not. Because you would. You're able to judge it. I mean, sometimes people give you some context, but you can ask, you can always find out. I mean, yeah, yeah. even if the information is limited, you can always find out if you want to, because that's what everybody's talking about. So it's very easy to find. It's not, a, it's not like a, some obscure topic. This is what everybody's talking about、yeah. all day. So, but, you know, the, the, the thing with this emotional roller coaster is that、um, you've seen, like, say, a video of. Like some jokes about like Cantonese people、uh, getting mad at、uh, Wuhan or whatever. That's fine.、Mm-hmm. You, you have a laugh. And then next video, some, some dude at the hospital dying, people crying, and some doctors freaking out or having a meltdown in the hospital given the situation.、Um, it's, it's just very chaotic because you're not really, it's not like you're going to the cinema, you watch a film, you know this film is going to be. Emotionally traumatizing, or, or like yeah, say yeah, yeah. A, a documentary about some really sad people. Say, for example, like some of the like one being film, right? Like the, those, like the three sisters,、yeah. that sort of you know, that's poverty, like that's bad, you know, that's gonna be very sad. But you know, you, when you watch a short video, you're not prepared for that sort of shit. Yeah, and I guess if you watch like one or two as usual, you're like, oh, that's heavy, whatever. But if you're like in the city and you watch 
those kind of videos every day and they're all like some are just uh, funny or discrimination or whatever happens and then the others are all like tragedy and it's pretty a uh, huge effective load to bear every day especially if you're trapped at home like you don't know what you can do or you just have to wait yeah yeah so you you, you sort of you're sort of uh, your emotion would sort of circulate between getting really angry obviously yeah. you know you what, what are you angry at but you know but also you're getting really sad then somehow yeah. there's a night-hooded video you want to try to feel better about yourself and and also like you really try not to talk about it with with everyone you, you don't really want to affect people you know mm-hmm. you know like the sort of emotion emotional trauma is also uh contagious sort of you try to contain it yourself because sure. um that's why you know i have a sort of a support group like sort of a group of friends who i grew up, grew up with but not like so they're they're like um they're not academics or anything. They're just like normal office workers and stuff. So they're also obvious, obviously stuck at home. We made a rule in the in the group chat. We don't share anything. I mean, we don't share the news. Like we we share some news, mm. but not 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 like uh, those traumatizing videos. I've seen a lot of these videos, but within sort of a circle of good friends, we try not to do that. We we try not to traumatize right. each other. And also, um, so. So it's basically about setting up distractions. So the the so yeah. the the point of the group is really about distractions. So we're gonna talk about anything else. And one of the main thing people talk about is that well, I'm so fucking bored. And what are you gonna do when you're so fucking bored? So uh, I think one of the first thing they did was uh, sharing porn, and and that's a very common feature <laughs> these days. And um, I've seen so yeah. you know just people talking about then after you know it's one of the things that. We're sort of like a very close group of friends, but really we rarely talk about sex or intimate tells mm-hmm. that much. But given this sort of situation, because then no other distractions would be like, um, we started to talk about like each other's sexual encounters just just to just for the sake of it. It's it's just it's a distraction because it, sure. it's 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 um it's not that depressing and also it's most likely in- interesting to hear someone else um weird ass sexual adventures and stuff right so sure and i heard uh, i mean you sent a link to the uh the screenshots of like uh, people realizing that the government probably lifted some uh, censorship on uh, like porn torrents so you can download them really fast i don't know if it's for everyone but yeah yeah so <laughs> that's not um uh it's probably i don't know if it's the government part but you know like uh the on Shinlei, the the downloading software so they they have their yeah. own server it's not a p2p thing anymore they have their own server oh, they usually okay. limit certain torrents especially they if they yeah. recognize it's a porn but uh you know they have to a degree more or less did not ban those stuff anymore so uh, maybe also, then it was not authorities it was uh Shinlei itself who decided to oh yeah it's like it's like a charity yeah. thing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe because everybody's at home and is downloading anyway, so if they don't unlock it, they're going to crash their servers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but even jokes stuff. about, like, they even jokes that you're seeing, I don't know if you've seen it, like, online photos of, uh, apart from masks in, in uh, supermarkets, but uh, the condoms also sold out. Yeah, sure. Of course. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, babies born in uh, this year. Yeah. In so, nine months. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> people really, I mean, people really bored. People realized that, um, of course, um, then there was this guy was telling me that he realized why there was a baby boom during the, um, in the, um, 70s, 60s. I mean, mm-hmm. like, 
that because the that was the the the, the uh, leisure life was really really barren, so there was nothing else to do. So you just um uh, you just have sex a lot. So um. Sure. That's one of the things. I mean, it's just um, I think people really want to look for distractions. You know, it's also um, yeah. any sort of distractions they can talk about. So it really, I mean, sex is very it's the easiest uh, option, but also there are other things that people talk about. I mean, one of the things, also the other thing I I, I sort of sense is that people outside the city are actually to a degree. I mean, I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about the people who are actually sick, right? I'm talking about people who are not sick or staying at home. Um, people outside the Wuhan probably more worried than the people who are locked inside. Yeah, sure. I mean, once degree. you're locked in, you're either sick or maybe you can survive it. Y- you know, yeah. I mean, you you know, if you if you know you're not sick, then it's fine. It just it's a matter of time that it's just about really it's, it's about really endurance, the enduring the uh, the boredom or whatever the in like staying inside and then you know like I've seen like random scholars online already talking about like how after this plague people would more be uh the whole nation would be more welcoming towards like uh otaku culture because uh everybody's mm-hmm. fucking locked inside and you are sort of forced to find a hobby it doesn't matter what it is yeah you know like you're forced to find a hobby uh, it could be anything it could be any random shit but you know you need that distraction how, how is jen Xiao doing with the boredom or are you less bored where you live i think boredom for me is not a new thing so i think <laughs> i'm kind of okay this time i mean i've been like watching news online on telegram and twitter and sometimes weibo and uh, i just see people debating discussing and uh, being angry all together and uh, talking about maybe political that kind of uh that kind of their anger their unsatisfaction that's kind of my daily life but just watching and reading i I didn't really want to write that much or really say anything because I think it's just as Dino said, it's pretty chaotic and yeah. uh, everybody is actually quite emotionally motivated. I think mm-hmm. not not saying they're right or wrong, but it's quite uh, obvious that everybody is desperate to put everything back on the right track. But you know, in China, it would be tough to just post criticism online yeah but everybody's still doing this as well, well it's also when you're bored it's really easy to just uh, go online and start yeah, discussing exactly. or putting opinions and how's it looking in wuhan do you have any idea if when they're lifting um the blockages or they haven't said anything what are you like are you preparing to stay other weeks at home or what's the plan I think it should it would be ongoing for at least two or three weeks, I guess. Okay. The 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 whole blockage of the city, yeah. But probably after two weeks, uh, we will continue to use the we will be able to use the public transport again. Okay. Op- optimistically. And you you guys plan to keep staying, or as soon as uh, you can, you just uh, go back to I don't know Australia or the UK. I don't know what what your plans are. Um, uh, um, I might go yeah. to UK yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my plan. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I need to get out. I mean, I need to, I need to work, but um, it's just um. Well, but you have to. Your 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 new job is in Hangzhou, right? So. so yeah, supposedly. Yeah, I mean, I need to, but you know, that city is also <laughs> in a very bad situation. I mean, it's bad. Oh, way, it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's bad. I mean, um, Zhejiang is the worst. Uh, I mean, in terms of cases, the most many cases outside uh, Hubei, but still way oh, better really? than okay. Hubei. Hubei is like uh, sure. really bad. But in terms of uh, when we are gonna 
resume normal life um i don't know um, they said um today i've heard the news that that was the official uh, announcement they said um they're gonna resume uh, like officially i think 13th of february in terms of work that people okay. go back to supposed so to go back to work 10 more days yeah so. but you know uh, if it doesn't get uh, significantly better in 10 days they um you don't know i mean i mean because the situation the supposed to be i mean the idea is that um the basic idea of the lockdown is that uh the incubation period is, is two weeks so in two weeks people yes, yes. who are supposed to get sick they they will be sick and uh, they will be quarantined or people who are suspe mm -hmm. suspected the suspected case also be quarantined so you will be controlled but um uh this has not been the case uh or yet not yet and I mean, the they're building the hospitals also. Yeah, problems. they just finished the ones in Wuhan. Yeah, yeah. There's there's another one they're still building as well, but uh, but you know there's not enough. Maybe not enough. Still not enough beds. So they are. I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe they will take over the some of the hotels and quarantine people there. Mm -hmm. That might be a good idea. Yeah. But, but you know, uh, until we know the situation is being improved. Uh, otherwise, I don't think they will leave the lockdown that soon. But uh, you know, people, the economic crisis is already expected. So yeah, it's very bad for most people, for especially small business. Yeah, of course. And they closed for weeks and then lost all the Chinese New Year business. Yeah, so that's pretty tough. No, just on the if they want. I mean, the goal is because it's an epidemic, so they have to. You know, they will. During the end of the incubation period, if you is to know to know more, to have more data, mm -hmm. and then what they know, you know, because and also I think the basic the lockdown, the basic idea is not to stop, it's just to decrease the spread. So you will continue spread for like until summer or something, I guess. But like the idea is just uh, once they have, a, you know, once you have data on like how how bad it is and how many people are infected and how it spread, etc., then you know you can just uh, take measures that are more appropriate. Yeah. Because no, they were like the the idea is you know is if you look at uh, if you read the history of quarantine and all that stuff, it's just it's more like a political measure, you know, to you know you have to act on there's there's a crisis and then you have to act on it. So then the government take that decision, but it doesn't. The goal is not to stop the spread because it will not stop the spread. He will not, especially because he was, you know, lots of people left before he was closed. So, yeah, you know, it's not stopping. It's, it's, it's hard just to, control. to contain and, yeah. and get data, you know, and get like more. So, you know, that people are staying at home in Wuhan and even in China. So we will slow down the spread. Yeah. And then, you know, you have the time to just figure out what it is, make the proper like arrangement. And then, you know, so, so he... You know that that's more like this. I think it, it will continue, but then it, you know when you know more what it is, then it's easier to even you know they they start to have some ideas of how to cure it and you know faster and you know things like that, like a cheaper test. It's actually looking from the outside. I mean, from here I've been also at home and reading a lot. But if you read all the scientists, you know, epidemiology, uh, liter medical literature that have been published in the data analysis, is it's a pretty crazy. First time in the world, I think the history of like, having so many scientists working on real time at the oh, same yeah, sure. time, you know, yeah. and like uh, so. So yeah, I, I think the, it's also the goal, and they will, they have to because the lockdown will not be more efficient with if you. I mean, if you give it more time, if you if you keep locking down the city, it will not improve the efficiency. It will just like be the same. So they have no no interest in keeping the city locked down. So it, it can be, I think, yeah, thirteen. 
because the school are closed until the 17th yes. I think all over China I guess so like 13th maybe people are I know in Shenzhen it's like 9th and 10th the official for this you can look at the you know official for the I mean for the government teams to to go back to work it will be around like 9 or 9 10, or 10 so yeah, I think in Shenzhen is like that. So a few days later, it would be because they we. I mean, you know, you have a better, better data about like what it is. That which is the more important if you want to fight the thing. And then of course, as you said, they we, I think yeah, all the like hotels and vacation resorts and all that stuff. Even Hubei will be just you know just used as a quarantine center because they they have to build quarantine center instead of quarantining the city. Which, I mean, mm-hmm. which makes more sense. Even though it's not also always a great you know miserable in terms of uh, efficiency right yeah how are people i don't know uh, depending on what you've seen around you but how are people reacting to uh, information do they follow what's going on on uh, television or they trust what's being published on newspapers or they're like always suspicious and trying to figure out like alternative sources with um the information i think um i think this Probably one of the things, maybe a lot of people, this is not necessarily my argument, but a lot of people would assume that uh, the difference between this uh, virus and this coronavirus and uh, SARS uh, is that yeah. uh, that wasn't a sort of very developed internet society in 2003. Mm-hmm. And there is right now. Yeah. And um, obviously with the amount of information that going around in the last week, uh, especially on WeChat, um, it's just... Um, it's obviously people are getting a lot of information from WeChat and not just um, also Weibo, obviously, and not necessarily uh, just the official news or newspaper, or whatever. I mean, you can't even buy a newspaper now, right? Let alone. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can still read stuff from those uh, portals like apps and stuff. And people still do, obviously, and they still watch the news whenever there's an um, announcement. Uh, and um, mm-hmm. well, um, all people just get angry at it. I mean, it's, it's pretty green when you look at the press conference. But um, um, in terms of news, there's so many choices people get, but also very fragmented. Um, like Clem said, though, we, we have so many stuff and there's a lot of misinformation. You know, there's a few days ago, there was, um, there was the, I think it was People's Daily had um, had uh, put out a news article, uh, sort of like announcements that one of those um, Chinese medicine was effective in con- con- uh, yeah, controlling yeah, yeah. the virus, right? So people start queuing yeah. to, to buy that. Then yeah. that, that sort of sort of ridiculed and then people just replace that with anything, right? So urine or something, like urine can contain. Yeah, yeah of course. And, and then th- those are, are supposed to be jokes, but you know, uh, I think my mom thought that was true, but you know, I don't yeah. know how that turned out. Yeah, I mean, to it depends like... on uh, that. That that's really depending on media literacy. Like, if if all the news come from uh, apps and WeChat posts, then you really have to know how to make sure they're true, and that depends on. Yeah, people's literacy. Yes, yeah. I mean for me, I think because I mean, I mean, I'm one of those younger generations. So yeah, um, what, from what I observe, observed is that I think it partly because Wuhan is a hub for students, so uh, uh-huh. loads of uni students, uh, yeah. not only in Wuhan but probably right now uh, studying abroad or exchange or something. So after this outbreak, uh, I saw many of them. Uh, 20-something, they were actually organizing some charity thing to mm-hmm. uh, to send it, to send to send like masks or yeah. 
uh, other resources uh, from U.S. or Canada from abroad or yeah. Australia. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Wuhan. But one thing, this is actually um, a quite pragmatic uh, way to help the sick people in Wuhan. But one thing that they found is the uh, extremely inefficiency of the Red Cross yeah. uh, in Wuhan and uh, the corruption of Red Cross in Wuhan and also yeah. Hubei. And I think this is quite outrageous for them because uh, I think most of those students are, are not political in this mm-hmm. uh, on this on this incident. Uh, yeah. They know they know it's a is is of course related to politics or something, but they did not seek to uh, really um, ask for some kind of change or some kind of uh, answer or some some kind of political act. They didn't do this. So they seek to being very practical that sending cherished uh, things, but they still feel quite outrageous on the Red Cross thing. I think this is uh, probably one of the few times that I feel a very, a very great, a very great deal of um, that kind of uh, public outrage right. out, yeah. uh, among the younger generation uh, Chinese especially students. Uh, yeah. yeah. My impression is that this outrage is very much directed against either the local government or local uh, yeah, Red yeah. Cross. This is very so it's very local, yeah. right? This, this is very interesting. Um, I think part of them, uh, some of them would think this is, of course, uh, I mean, like China is not like United States, it's not United mm-hmm. Provinces. So yeah. uh, it's, of course, uh, they're, they're probably, uh, Beijing, of course, is uh, one of those to blame, mm-hmm. but some of the others uh, might not think that way. So I, from the day one, I've seen them debating, arguing on this issue. Uh, yeah, DNA, that who is to blame the most. Yeah, it's quite interesting to, to, to see. Yeah, it's kind of a, was this like pushing the, pushing like, like take a hot a game of hot potatoes, You're just throwing it around and be like, oh, not, not my fault. Um, to be like the local government, the um, what was the name of that? CDC. Uh, yeah, the CDC. Yeah. yeah. So the, so it's 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 basically pushing the blame between the local government, the uh, mm. the provincial government, or the Institute of Viro- Virology. Virology. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the uh, the CDC. So obviously the initial blame was on the local government, and um, they apologized to a degree. Then they pushed up. Then they threw the hot potato to uh uh to see to the the Institute of Virology, and then they mm-hmm. then they threw it back to the CDC. So yeah. it's, and there was uh, also the like the doctors. There were like a bunch of doctors who warned. Yeah, they sent a warning. Yeah, and then the, they got like reprimanded the by the police, and then yeah, the whistleblowers. Yeah. They are now sort of champion as heroes now. <laughs> Um, quite sure. officially, quite officially. So, uh, uh, but there wasn't any apologies from the police, obviously. But they are not uh, criminalized anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, at a time of emergency, it turns out um, a lot of people spend more time pushing the blame than actually do something. So, how's the? It's night right now, right? Evening. Yeah, ten o'clock. Wow, what time is it? Almost ten o'clock. 10? How's Almost the? 10. How's the city right now outside? Is it like super quiet? Everybody at home. Yeah, as always, it's been very quiet for two weeks. Very, very quiet. Are there still people uh, screaming out of the windows sometimes? Uh, yeah, occasionally. 
I mean, not not in the area. Like in last week, there was a day and people. I think last Friday, right? <laughs> they organized like they all gonna scream out from the window at 8 p.m. or something, and a lot of people did. And those oh, okay. videos online, people screamed. Um, yeah. Uh, at oil and stuff, and uh, from the window, it was it was very nice in a sense. I mean, especially I mean, uh, when your building's not too close and. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't sure. infect each other. But and otherwise, I mean, it's it's, it's a nice gesture of uh, encourage. I mean, sort of mental support. Yeah, it's nice, nice solidarity with your uh, city mates. Yeah, it's it's kind of you know, it's very strange that it's at this moment like a lot of people become really aware of the identity of the city because yeah, of course. Yeah. It's it's kind of because um, a lot of people were were quite ashamed of it, I think, to a degree, or they didn't really want to sort of push that identity like forward, as in something that that you want to talk about. Like that's now because of the the hostility of the entire country, then a lot of things yeah. have changed. I think in terms of solidarity. But also, I mean, Wuhan, uh, as we talked, we discussed in the episode about Wuhan. It's not like uh, it's been a city for a very short time. Like before, it was three cities. So. I don't know if there is a like a very developed Wuhanese identity. So probably this uh, this event is kind of united people and gave them uh, some kind of uh, identity. As, so. as long as I always, uh, I was when I was um, discussing this issue with my friends, what yeah. I would say is that just just don't forget this year. Just do not forget, please. I mean, mm-hmm. it it can be interpreted uh, politically or I don't know anyway, but it's just. There's no reason to forget about this, and uh, I think this kind of memory that's shared by all the people living here, of course, will like shape the identity of Wuhanese, or yeah, and yeah, also the yeah, and also the Wuhan people that are dying out of out, out of there outside mm-hmm. Hubei or outside Wuhan or even outside yeah. China. I think they, of course, have a certain uh, special feeling about this issue, and uh, yeah, it will. Yeah. It will strengthen their connection with their home, I guess. I hope everything's solved soon. I hope somebody comes up with a cure and a vaccination. And then hope the blockade is lifted and you guys can go back and start your job or go back. And then we'll we'll, we'll talk for the next podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Wuhan GIO.